What's up, everyone? My name is Camp King. This is Three Questions Podcast, uh, episode 10. Thank you so much for everyone that has been listening. I've gotten some really good feedback from people, some audio issues, some equalizing issues. Uh, it will improve over time, as well as please keep submitting questions. You can submit questions to threequestionspodcast at gmail.com or go to my business website, ckcollective.co, find the podcast tab. Submit your questions. You can even sign up to be a guest there. Uh, I just found a sponsor for the next 40 episodes. I worked out a deal with an old contact of mine. Uh, that will be going on next episode as well. You can find these episodes on YouTube additionally, as well as on Spotify and here on Buzzsprout. Today, I have three questions. Um, three questions that I wrote. And a lot of my sessions are focused on helping entrepreneurs, helping business people sort of improve their lives, both personally and professionally. A lot of the stuff that I've learned, whether it be my own mistakes or work experience or life experience from traveling or meeting a wide group of people from all around the country. One of the things that I consistently come across as well as have dealt with myself is self-sabotage, trusting the process, understanding that relationships are either here for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And it can be very tough not to want to try and control and manipulate these things. And I feel like, again, both personally and professionally, these questions are so, so applicable. So many times we're afraid of success. So many times we're afraid of learning or growing or letting go. And I wrote these questions because they're often ones that I journal on. So I want to hop right into that. We'll do all the promotional stuff sort of at the end. Everyone that listens to the podcast knows about CK Collective. You know about content on my YouTube channel that I'm trying to be more consistent about. You know about the personalized sessions. You also know about the CMO for higher type things. So if you want to learn more about business, about sales, about whatever it is, this podcast is essentially free coaching, free life lessons, free experience from me and all of the future guests that are going to be coming on the show and answering questions for you. So feel free to a either sign up to be a guest. You can email me info at ckcollective.com or excuse me, info at ckcollective.co or just submit directly to the podcast, three questions podcast at gmail.com. I want to get into the questions. Okay. Number one, question number one, episode 10, how can I stop self-sabotaging? I want to talk about self-sabotaging because this has been a recurring theme in my life personally, maybe something that a lot of my close friends, family, contacts uh, aren't even maybe aware of. So I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here. I have dealt with self-sabotaging ever since I have been a child. And self-sabotaging can mean a number of things, okay? It can mean not feeling your own worth. It can mean being afraid of success. It can mean being afraid of failure or rejection or even trying and putting yourself out there. And I have self-analyzed this to death about why I continue to do this even into my 30s. I don't think it's something that we ever fully learn and stop doing. I think it is something that we have to be always conscious of, again, in business and life and relationships, which are you know, the crux of what it means to, to be a human, right? I do believe that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. And we have come, we've come to this plane of existence to sort of manipulate energy and learn how to be our authentic selves. I truly believe that from a spiritual level. But for me right now in this human form at 33 years old, okay, how can I stop self-sabotaging? Holy cow. I was raised by a single mother. She ended up marrying her high school sweetheart who became 
my stepdad. He has been the best father figure. I call him dad of my lifetime. But I went through a really tough period in my teenage years with both of my my parents. And I was a very, I had a lot of angst. I, I wouldn't say I was an angry teenager, but I had a lot of angst. I didn't know who I was, where I was going, what I wanted. And I definitely thought that I wasn't worth it. I thought I didn't belong in a lot of ways. I felt like an outcast. I think a lot of that came from me realizing that a lot of the friends or people around me, you know, my my schoolmates, whoever else, they grew up very differently, maybe more comfortably, maybe with less bumps in the road. Um, and I, I kind of put this in the backseat for a long time. And again, to be vulnerable, my grandfather killed himself right before my 21st birthday. And I was experiencing a lot of angst all the way up until that point. And when that happened, I went into a black hole. I don't even really remember the next two to three years after that. I couldn't tell you who I was, what I was thinking. I became very sort of catatonic and I, I wanted, I wanted, I was hurting very bad and it hurt my family and it split my family apart and it made me question a lot of things. And I experienced so much uh, worry, anxiety, depression, anger, and I put it all into a, a, a little black box at the age of 21. And I continued to carry this throughout a six to seven year relationship. You know, after college, I moved to San Diego because I wanted to be a SEAL. And then I ended up getting a random travel job, moving to Europe for two years as a tour guide where I met my ex-girlfriend at the time. Then we moved back to Boston together, dated for six to seven years. Then we moved to Denver. I had always been running from this little black box. And if you know anything about me or my story, I continued to self-sabotage every time I was I was sitting too still for a long time. And I, I learned to realize, because my mother told me this, she goes, wherever you go, there you are. And that became very prevalent to me in my late 20s, you know, after the, dis the dissolution of a relationship that sort of pulled out this black box. And I moved again. I got a job on the West Coast and then COVID happened and all of these things just kept happening. And it wasn't really me self-sabotaging so much as everything was linked back to me putting this stuff away and never really, never really dealing with it. So to answer this first initial question, how can I stop self-sabotaging? You have to be willing to sit in a dark room with all of your demons, all of your hurt, and be able to process this. If you never process this stuff, it will continue to cause you to self-sabotage. And there are four different archetypes that I will get into in another session. And one of them is the saboteur. And the saboteur plays off of your demons, your darkness, all of your insecurities. And if you never really deal with this, and if you never pull it out of yourself and put it on paper or talk with a therapist about it, it will continue to cause you to self-sabotage. And it has taken me about 15 years to learn this lesson. Unfortunately, that's about the five minutes that I have for this question. And if you, you want to know more either about my story or this process, you know, please reach out to me privately and I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. Uh, number two, okay, which I feel like is a little bit related to this. Why have all of my relationships failed so far or why do I fail in relationships? This is a question that some of my clients have even asked me, okay? They've been very vulnerable and you guys know who you are. And I appreciate you asking me these things and the discussions that we've had while talking about them. I can say also, right, I have been engaged twice and I'm 0 for 2, okay? That's kind of rough. I've proposed 
twice to women. One of them said yes. One of them said, I can't right now. Okay. And then eventually, you know, we talked about whatever. I don't need to get into that. But when relationships fail, okay, we have to understand, and this is so cliche, right? The people come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Okay. And letting go and fighting and needing for someone's approval or trying to manipulate or convince someone otherwise to stay in our life is the least effective use of our own energy. Okay. People come into our lives to teach us lessons, okay? whether it is spiritual contracts from the plane before this one, if you want to get spiritual and ethereal like that, or you have to understand that relationships are a an essential part of your life to, to teach you something, to advance your own spiritual growth. And I think that it is so easy to get hurt from our teenage love or our mid-20s love or breakups in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Everyone experiences the the loss of a relationship, even close friends, right? I've had close friendships that have really failed. Okay. I've started businesses with friends and I am now no longer part of that business or no longer part of uh, that friendship. And these are, these are heartbreaking things that we have to go through in order to become better versions of ourselves. And it is painful. Okay. But I think so much, so often men, especially we don't feel the hurt before the breakup. We feel it much later. Okay. Women tend to process the end of a relationship before they actually leave that relationship. Oftentimes they will even set somebody up for the next phase of their lives. Okay. But the breakup is really the last part of a woman's emotional processing for that, that thing for men. It's sort of like, okay, cool. You want to leave fine. Like, I don't care. We're, we're angry. We're upset. Our ego saves us for a little while. And then inevitably we fall off the cliff, whether it be a couple of weeks or a couple of months later. Okay. I think there's some crazy majority of like 80 to 90% of women are the one to end relationships. So females tend to uh, dismiss the relationship before men do, which is sad and it's difficult, but I truly believe that men have a, a duty almost to sort of grow and continue to protect and provide at, at a higher level. When we get broken up with, at least I can say this for myself, every time I've been dumped or I exit a relationship, it is like, damn, okay, what went wrong? I go back to the drawing board. I try to fix myself. I try to learn. I try to grow. And I take that emotional pain and I use that to catapult me ahead to the next level, right? To get a an even higher quality of women, to better my business, to better myself, to better my physique, to learn more about nutrition, to learn more about relationships themselves. And I think that is our duty for, for when relationships end. I think both for men and women, I think men tend to do that primarily over a longer period of time. Women tend to move on faster. Um, I don't really know why that is from a biological perspective. Maybe they, they process things a little bit quicker than men do. But to continuously ask yourself why all of your relationships fail, I think that you can probably look at a lifetime of everybody and say, wow, uh, 100% of relationships fail because people die at the end or 99% of people break up anyway, okay? The divorce rate in the States, I think now is over 50%. I think it's like 53 or 54%. Would you take on, would you take a job with a company that you knew had a 50-50 shot at succeeding or closing down? Probably not, okay? But we do this anyway because relationships are a natural part of life. And I think as long as you go into a relationship wanting and willing to give, I think you can understand that, hey, I never lose. I either win or I learn, okay? 
why you I know we all want a partner and we want someone to make us feel complete, but so many, so many people and clients and men go into relationships thinking, oh, that person completes me. It's like, no, motherfucker, you're already complete. You should go into a relationship because you want to give selflessly to that person. I have been in a relationship where the person gave, but it wasn't selfless. I gave and it was selfless. And therefore, you know, she had a lot of resentment that built up because the way she was giving wasn't reciprocated on my end. And that was something we didn't communicate about. Stop asking yourself why relationships fail. Go into relationships, wanting and willing to give, wanting to learn, knowing that it is a spiritual process to advance your soul, your spirit to the next level, whatever that is. Okay. Stop fighting for people. Stop trying to manipulate people to stay in your life. Stop trying to control others. Okay. Surrender, surrender, surrender. That's all I can say. My time is up for that question. Question number three, episode 10, three questions podcast. Why is it so hard to trust the process? This is a good one. Holy cow. I am trying to figure this one out for me. I have been asking myself all the time. One of my mantras is trust the process, Cam. Trust the process. Trust the process. Everything's working out for you. I say this mantra all the time. Okay. The things that I'm learning in my day job, the things that I'm learning in my private life, I have to say, trust the process. You're right where you are. Stop comparing yourself. I have to tell myself this many, many times a day. When I compare, when I contrast, when I look back, when I look at others, I it, it would be so easy for me to get down in my current predicament. And oftentimes it does. I think it is very hard to trust the process because we live in a world of instant gratification. Okay. We live in a world where if you live close enough, you can get something bought off Amazon and buy the same day. I can go to the grocery store and nearly get any food that's ever been invented or created or grown. Okay. I can go out and get any type of food in and around town. I can pull up an app. I can find 200 people that I can go on, go out on a date with on a Saturday night if I wanted to. Our world of instant gratification of, of notifications of free dopamine is a dangerous world. Okay. But all things that are worth doing are all things that take a long time. Okay. The longer and harder that something is to do, the more value we assign to it. And I think that trusting the process and knowing that, hey, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're or a guy who's trying to lose weight, trusting the process, knowing that, hey, even if I go and I run two miles and I do all my cardio stuff today at the gym, I may only drop half a pound, a quarter of a pound. Okay. But if I do this day in, day out, five, six days a week for the next two, three months, I'm going to be down 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 pounds, okay? If you're trying to eat better and you know that shopping on the outside of the grocery store is the best way to do it and avoiding the aisles where we have all that highly processed sugar and shit food is a bad thing. Continuing to shop on the outskirts of the store, going to the vegetables first, okay, is always a good way of going about it. You have to trust the process. Trusting the process doesn't always mean seeing results on a daily basis, okay? But if we post content or we post something on Instagram, we see all of those likes instantly. That makes us feel good. We get that free dopamine, okay? What you should be chasing is endorphins, not dopamine. And trusting the process is an endorphin chase, okay? It is setting up something really long, really hard, and chipping away at it every single day. Think about the guy that carved, what's his name? I used to know this. Think about the guy that carved all those presidential faces, okay, into Mount Rushmore, he knew what he was doing. He had to trust the process. How long did that take? Here's a little homework assignment for you. Go look up the guy or the guys or the women or the group 
that carved the faces of Mount Rushmore. See how long it took. I guarantee it took a freaking while. That's trusting the process. Going in, doing day by day, doing what you're doing. Your head's down. You're getting the work done. You're not looking up and going, ah, we have so much more to go. That is putting your head down, doing what you need to do. Okay. To me, that's what it, that's, that's the modern day hero. Okay. I know there's so many freaking superhero movies out there. And the best part about all the Marvel and DC movies and hero stuff that we see out there is those movies remind us and show us the best versions of ourselves. Okay. All of those DC movies, Marvel movies, Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, those heroes, those characters show us the best parts of what it means to be a human being. And sometimes that means silently getting up before sunrise, putting on your cape, going to work so that you can protect and provide for your family. It means staying in shape physically. It means paying the bills so you can keep the lights on. It means buying the healthy food so you can take care of the people that you love. It means walking your dog. It means having the patience. Those heroes, those modern day heroes, we don't ever hear about them, but those guys, those men, women, those people are out there day in and day out, driving to work, doing what they need to do. Okay. Those people are heroes. And that is trusting the process to me. Okay. It means doing what you need to do so that you can do what you want to do later. Okay. I'm starting to sound like my parents a little bit and now I'm terrified, but I hope that makes sense to you. If you have more questions about this, I'm all out of time for this podcast, episode 10. Thank you for listening. It has been really fun. I am going to get more guests onto this so they can introduce themselves and share a little bit about their stories. Uh, if you would like to hop on and be a guest yourself, talk about your story, send me some questions, shoot me an email. I would love to have you on. I'm not going to have any sort of fee for that. So uh, I do not want to be the only guy talking on these. I just hope people are listening to it. I have gotten some good feedback. Again, you can sign up for personal coaching and consulting sessions. Comes with free WhatsApp tech support in between sessions on my website, cckcollective.co. If you are thinking about starting a business or have a business or are an entrepreneur and are looking for sales, marketing, networking, investing, pitch help, whatever it is, my CMO for hire product. You can book as many 30 minute meetings with me and we will work on one thing at a time. And I will teach you how to be your own CMO. I will even do some work for you. I think it is the best deal out there. If you need help with financing any of this stuff, let me know. We'll find a way. Okay. I don't do this for money, but I find that when clients put money down, they tend to get serious about their own work ethic. Okay. Other takeaways for you. Uh, please keep sending in feedback. Please keep sending in questions. I hope this has been a productive session and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much for listening to three question podcast. My name is Cam and I'll see you in episode 11. 